0: Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a podcast designed for men who are seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Hey guys. And once again, back with Brandon Meller. Hey. It is uh, New Year's. New Year's is right around the corner. We are about to go to at our church here. We've got a New Year's Eve party that we go to um, together as a church family. We go ice skating afterwards. It's a lot of fun. Great time. Uh, but this is the time of year where everybody is making New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Now, Kellen, you uh, you work in the fitness industry, and so you uh, you're kind of financially supported by New Year's resolutions, aren't
1: you? <laughs> yeah, I would I would say I work in the the mecca of New Year's resolutions uh, in, in being in the fitness industry, and so uh, I wouldn't say I'm financially supported by it, but uh, yeah, we we have quite a few people that. Every year it's sort of the same thing, Um, and even the locals that are at the gym, we sort of make a joke about it because, you know, you you have your routine when you work out, and you know, it's just... it it happens every year January, throughout the first two weeks of January specifically, like you have your routine and then somebody's there that you've never seen before that's just spending the whole time on your machine. And you're like, okay, can you get off? And you start to become a little negative, like you're not even gonna be here in three weeks, just stop now and (laughs) let me get in and do my routine. Um, So that tends to happen. And you have some of the normal people that make a joke and it's like, well, we'll get our gym back in probably another month or so, but we try to encourage them to stay longer, but it happens every year. So it becomes a little funny. you know, this time of year
0: or the, the, the person that doesn't know how to use the machine. Oh yeah. Guilty. Dude, that that is me. Like I joined a gym uh, four or five years ago and I showed up and I'm the guy that's like reading the instructions on the pictures (laughs) on the thing. Like, Am I doing this right? And most of the time, I, I, I wasn't.
1: Or you see people that are using like the leg curl machine, trying to do bicep curls, bicep curls or something, right. and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting strong, guy. You're just doing keep it. it, going, nailing it." Yeah. Or the people that don't know the etiquette
0: of like bringing the towel with them to wipe down their yeah. their bench after they've just sweat all over it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: those, yeah. Are, those are your Year's New, New Year's gym. resolutions. Man, that's fun. Hey, gym stereotypes by Dude Perfect on YouTube. That one is a great hilarious. video. That's yeah. very accurate of what happens.
0: Yes, for sure. I'm the guy on that, by the way. That at the end when they're like, "Dude, let's go get some cake." Or whatever, and they're like, dude, we just worked out. I that's, heard it. Wow, I, know, right? yeah, I know, I know. I heard it. <laughs> like, that's why I hit the yeah. gym. Yeah. I hit my, my treadmill or my bike because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm creating a pocket so yeah, that later exactly. I can have that dessert need to wash. <laughs> that's how it works, That's right?
1: exactly how it works.
0: <laughs> Kellen mentioned when New Year's resolutions, you know, with the, whether it's the gym or whatever, so often so many people, they just give up. It's like they, you start with such high motivations. I'm going to go to the gym every day at 6 a.m or I'm going to eat better this year. And then over time, the 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 resolution, the resolve that you had for that resolution begins to wear out and begins to spread thin. And, and that can bleed over into the church if we're not careful. Uh, as men, we know what it's like at the, the beginning of the year. And, and maybe your church has a Bible reading program. We do here at our church called a daily Bible reading program, DBR. and uh, And a lot of people say, hey, this year I'm going to read through the Bible. And I'm going to start on January 1, and I want to read through the Bible every day. Or I want to pray more. Or I want to get involved serving this year at my church. Or I'm going to increase my church attendance and be more faithful in being there. And those resolutions, just like the resolution, hey, I want to go to the gym and lose 20 pounds. I want to go to the gym and, and build muscle. I want to eat better. Uh, if we're not careful, the resolutions that we make as, as believers, as Christians, those can fall by the wayside pretty quickly as well. And so what advice uh, would you men give to uh, a guy who's out there listening who maybe every year he, with every good intention and in, in the integrity of his heart says, I want to read through the Bible, but really struggles to make it through, you know, that, that numbers, Deuteronomy section of his, uh, his daily Bible reading routine.
1: Yeah, And that's, I mean, it's real. And we have people that it, it happens to all the time. And uh, the advice I would, would give is two things specifically is wherever you stop, if you miss a day, if you you know miss a week, then pick it up right then and there. And then secondly, don't go about it alone. Uh, as you get ready to make that resolution to complete the DBR and and read the Bible cover to cover, take somebody with you, get an accountability partner. And what that'll do is is allow you to, you know, operate sort of as a team, right? And so it's not just about if you don't do it, then nobody else knows and you know you, you just didn't do it. When you have to check in with somebody every day to say, Hey, I, I read the Bible, I read my DBR today. Um, in, in progress to get through the whole entire Bible, then that just that helps, you, helps you out more, and there's some accountability there. And then there's also, uh, from a, an understanding and a comprehension standpoint, somebody that can check in and say, take it a step further, what did you get out of the Bible today? So we're just not you know listening to it, but really not comprehending and, and being able to apply God's Word. Awesome. Brandon, how about you, your thoughts yeah. for them?
2: Yeah, I love the accountability thing too. In fact, in a season of our lives, Kellen and I have been accountability partners where That's we right. text each other in the morning and say, Hey, did you do your daily Bible reading? And there was a, one of our friends, Matt, he was involved in that as well too. So there's three guys texting early in the morning and just saying, Hey, 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 man, I, I read, you know, I, I'm in the Word today and holding accountable. And if you didn't hear from them, you're like, All right, what's up? Like we need to talk about this, so that, that's a really good thing. Uh, audio, right? Listen to listen to it in, in your headphones. Listen to it while you're driving. Use the Dwell app. We've talked about this in the past. Redeem, you know, go back, listen to our redeeming dead air episode if you missed it. Episode one, in, yeah, episode one. Back back to the start. That's right. Um, so if you, if you don't have time to read, or if you can make that excuse that you can't get in it because you don't have time to sit down and open your Bible, get it in your head with some audio, right? And and just do that and be disciplined to have it playing and, and listening.
0: Awesome, guys. Yeah, and, and one thing to remember is just God's grace. Kellen said, if you miss a, a day, you miss two days, you miss three days, you miss a week, uh, God would much rather you jump back into the Word of God right there. He would much rather you say, hey, I'm, I'm back at it. Let me get back into the Word. If you miss church, he'd rather you say, I'm, I'm back there next week. Um, so don't uh, don't be defeated. Don't give up. Don't think that, that there's no point and continue to do it because there's always point. Uh, there's always reason. There's always uh, purpose, and you're always going to benefit from spending that time uh, in the Word and spending those times and those, uh, fulfilling those resolutions that you make uh, spiritually. Speaking of spiritual resolutions, this time of year, I can't help but, but, uh, but think of Jonathan Edwards. Uh, Jonathan Edwards was a, a prof- prolific pastor and writer, uh, philosopher as well, um, and uh, living during the, the 18th century, during the, the 1700s. And he set out as a young man, in fact, he was 18 years old when he, he set out to do this, and he wrote 70 resolutions and not necessarily that these were New Year's resolutions, but just 70 resolutions. And as you read through these, and you can find them online, if you just search uh, Jonathan Edwards resolutions, you'll find the, the lists on there for you. Uh, they're meaty, they're manly, they are godly, they are challenging uh, resolutions. So, what we want to do in, in the time that we have left on this episode together is just read through some of these. And uh, I think the, the ones that we're going to highlight are, are ones that are good for us as men, not just at New Year's, but throughout every day of our lives to, to embrace and to say, we want to live this way. We want to embrace this resolution. And so to kick us off, I'll start with, uh, with actually the fifth one that he recorded. And, uh, he said this, he said he's resolved never to lose one moment of time, but improve it the most profitable way I can. That's phenomenal to think about that. Every single minute, every single second, every single moment, he's thinking to himself, how can I redeem this? How can I make this a profitable, uh, moment? How can I exalt Christ in this moment? And not just to kind of shut down, disengage, and go into that time-wasting uh, mode. And uh, and men, we can do that by resting. It's not that that you can never rest, that you can never disengage. Uh, but uh, even in, in those moments of downtime, free time, rest time, you, you need to be thinking about how is this uh, profitable to my walk with Christ, to my standing as a believer in Christ? Kellen, how about you?
1: Yeah, in the same time management section, uh, number seven, it says resolve never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. And so, yeah, time management is in there. I, th- I think you can kind of bucket it with decision making, uh, just thinking through your decisions and, and how you use your t- your time and to think through the fact of if Christ were to come back in this moment and see me doing whatever I'm doing, or see me using my time how I'm using it? Would he be, you know, for lack of better words, kind of shaking his head at me? Uh, Would I kind of curl up in shame, or would this be something that, you know, it would be glorifying to Christ? Uh, Because, you know, at the end of the day, God is seeing everything that we're doing right then and there, but really thinking about, like, if Christ was standing in front of me right now, what would he say about my actions?
0: Right. And and Jesus talked about those parables where the master of the house left, and he left his servants behind and gave his servants a task to do. And uh, Jesus was clear that the, the servants that are going to be pleasing to him are the ones that he finds doing his work when he comes back. And that's how we want to be. And like Kellen said, God, it does he does see everything. And, and men, as you are out there, even as believers, uh, there's going to come a day, 2 Corinthians 5.10 makes it clear that we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive what is due for what we have done in the body, whether good or evil. So Uh, Yeah, that idea of of just mindful of the fact that Christ could return at any moment, and then we're also going to be um, held accountable for the things that we're doing. Uh, Brandon, how about you?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about that. How about number 30 on his left? Resolve to strive to my utmost every week to be brought higher in religion and to a higher exercise of grace than I was the week before, right? So you're you're, you're auditing yourself, you're looking back at what you've been doing, how, how you're living your life, and just saying, okay, this next week, I got to do better. I got I to, gotta, you know, strive to be the best Christian that I can be. I need to strive to be the best husband that I can be, the best, you know, father that I can be, the best employee that I would be, the best boss. I mean, all these things, and just having that mindset on a weekly basis throughout the year, would be so important and so huge if, if we can just be disciplined to, to do that.
0: Yeah, Edwards also talked about um, suffering as a Christian, and a resolution that he uh, talks about there in number 67 in his list, one of the, the latter ones, he said, resolved after afflictions or after sufferings to ask, what am I the better for them? How am I better for these sufferings that I've gone through? What good have I received through them? And what might I have gotten by them? In other words, if, if my mindset had maybe been more biblical, how might I have, have profited even more than I, I did? And I think when we think about uh, suffering in our lives, when we encounter trials as, as believers, we can go to Romans 8, 28 and, and 29 and say, well, God's causing all things to work together for the good of those who love him. And 29 says that that good is that we would be conformed to the image of Christ. But uh, the challenge that this resolution provides for us is to get specific with that. To look back at those trials, to look at the suffering we're going through right now, and to say, okay, how specifically is this working for my good right now? And when we do that, what that's going to do is that's going to give us more fodder to praise God, to exalt Christ, to to thank Him, to glorify Him in the midst of our sorrow and suffering. So getting specific there in that resolution.
1: What else, guys? Yeah. Under the character section, uh, if I look at number 12, it says resolved. If I take delight in it as a gratification of my pride or vanity or on any such account immediately to throw it by. And so that, that thought of if I start to get puffed up, right, if I start to get boastful about uh, what I'm doing and thinking that it, it it's me and it's not God. Uh, knowing the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above, then I, I need to throw it aside. And I think we oftentimes, um, all of us, uh, I think it'd be prideful to say that we don't. We get into that mode of, hey, I'm I'm pretty good at this, or you know, a lot of people like me, or you know, this I, I deserve a lot of pat on the backs. And when we start to think that way, we need to. We need to throw it away and throw it aside and, and be given that, that glory to God and realize that any gift that we have, it, it's come from Him. Our ability to do whatever it might be, as hard as we might feel like we worked, God gave us the ability to work hard. And so immediately giving that glory back to Him and not being boastful in ourselves.
2: Right. How about, how about this one, number 20? Resolve to maintain the strictest temperance in eating and drinking. I like Ooh. eating. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. That's tough. So that's the anti-gluttony. That's resolution. right. That's right. And and I mean, that's a, the that's a thing, right? Overeating or not eating healthy. You know, you know it, that's, I mean, that's the common thing when you go into a new year, right? Here's right. Jonathan Edwards so many years ago writing about that, you know, and we got to, that's important. We got to look at that and, and, and assess where we're at in our lives and how we're, acting with food and with drink.
0: Yeah, now now I don't think Spurgeon, who's one of his contemporaries, I don't think he would have echoed Edwards' sentiment on that. Spurgeon was the prince of preachers, and he was rather uh, rotund in in appearance on that. So, yeah, here's one uh, about the scriptures that Edwards wrote. He valued spending time in the Word of God as well and wanted to resolve to do that. Number 28, he says, "...resolved to study the scriptures so steadily, constantly, and frequently..." as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. That intentionality, Brandon, you were talking about that a little bit earlier, if we're listening to the Word of God, making sure that we're doing that intentionally. Guys, when you study the, the Word, when you read the Bible, it needs to be more than checking a box. You need to be reading it like Edwards is talking about here, so that at the end of the day, at the end of a week, at the end of a month, at the end of the year, you look back and you say, wow, I've grown so much in my knowledge of the Word because of how intentionally I've been spending time in the Word and how consistently and constantly I've been in the Word. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Edwards was, uh, was there with us on eating and drinking, like you said, Brandon, but also on, you know, reading his Bible. That's something that's, uh, that's not a, a new, new struggle, new concept.
1: Yeah, uh, one more that I'll throw out there is in the, the suffering section, uh, number 10. It says, Resolved when I feel pain to think about the pains of the martyrdom and of hell. And just to think, yeah, just think back to those people that died, just from martyr, uh, proclaiming the name of Christ. And uh, sometimes, you know, we all suffer, right? And some of us have suffered more than others. And um, but at the end of the day, like to be able to get to the point where you're, you're being burned at, at at the stake because you're going to proclaim Christ and you're not going to get off of it, um, or to think about the 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 opposite of going to heaven is like what what the Bible describes as hell is just torment. Um, being able to look at that and say that, you know, my pain, while it hurts and it hurts me, and it's it's it might be real to focus on that and to think about the opportunity of it, it could be a lot worse and there's going to come a day where we're going to be in heaven and we're not going to feel any more pain. Um, so continuing to keep our eyes focused on that.
0: Yeah, exactly. In, in fact, the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12, 4, He's talking to people and kind of bringing that same thought to mind. He says, look, in your struggle, yeah, you've suffered because you haven't suffered to the point of shedding blood yet. Right. He's like, look, things could go even worse than they are right now. And so his exhortation there is persevere, press on, keep going. Yeah, and I think that's where Edwards was at right right there as well, going, hey, look, when Christianity gets hard, when being a a follower of Christ is difficult, yeah, I'm going to think of the pains of martyrdom and the pains of hell and realize, man, I'm I'm not there right now, so let's press on. Let's keep going
1: Yeah, uh, and, And, and and let's endure. And the Bible is clear about it. Like, and so when we suffer and we feel pain, we're right on plan because right. you know the Bible is clear that as as a Christian, you're going to face that, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's going to be there. So we just need to embrace in it and like like James says, count it all joy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Brandon, how about another one
1: for me?
2: Yeah, I think in that suffering, in the suffering kind of section that he, that, you know, when you look at the, some of the ones, number nine, resolve to think of, uh, on much occasions about my own dying of the common circumstances, which attend death. I think back on my life before I was a Christian, I was terrified of death. Mm. So afraid of death. I mean, I was a little kid. I'd be like 10 years old and I couldn't sleep because I was thinking, man, I'm going to die someday. That's crazy, you know, and, and it's not fair. Why? Why is this happening? And then to become a Christian and to understand that, you know, to – you know, to die is gain if, if if you live in Christ, you know. And so to to have that as a resolution, to think about your own mortality, to think about dying someday and the and the, the circumstances about that, that's a healthy thing, right? Because mm-hmm. if we're focused on that eternal, you know, the, the the eternality of our death and what that means, how are we going to be living in the now right now, right? If we keep that at the forefront of our minds, so that's just, that's brilliant. It, it, it's so, you know, that, that's such an important thing to think about, even though it seems a little morbid to be thinking about your own death.
0: Right, right. Well, guys, uh, this has been hopefully beneficial to you. Again, Jonathan Edwards resolutions, you can Google those and find all 70 of them. One more to leave you with this, a little bit more lighthearted. When he says this uh, under relationships, he says, resolved never to suffer or to allow the least motions of anger to irrational beings. I call that the mm. road rage resolution. That's right. Uh, when you look at somebody and you uh, they're doing something that's just irrational, Edwards was, would say, "Don't don't waste your emotion, don't yeah. waste your anger uh, on the, the irrational beings. I love that one. That yeah. one's number 15. Yeah. Jonathan Edwards resolutions. As you guys are thinking about the new year, which is literally right around the corner, uh, we, we pray and, and, uh, and we'll continue to pray that you're resolving to be, uh, more faithful, uh, more consistent, more, um, devoted to your walk with Christ. We, we pray that this next year will be your godliest year that you've had to date. We pray that Christ will continue to do a great work in you over this next year, and we look forward to walking through it alongside you uh, as you continue to uh, hopefully tune in and listen to this podcast with us. And, uh, again, thanks and have a happy new year.